Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Grace Unscripted. As always, I'm your host, Ben. It's great to be here. Um, my guest today is quite a crew. I got the Urban Vision folks. Jody and Rodney Matthews were here, and we sat down and chatted uh, for about an hour and a half, just about life and what Urban Vision is. And so if, if you're not familiar, you're going to learn a lot about Urban Vision. Urban Vision is one of our main ministry partners um, here in Akron, and they're doing some awesome stuff for people and to spread the good news of Jesus in their neighborhoods. And so I thought this would be an awesome time to bring them in because the Hope Project kicks off this weekend. And, um, you know, if you're not familiar with the Hope Project, I guess give me a second here, I'll explain it. The Hope Project is a way for our church to rally around the needs and the opportunities of others around the world and uh, throughout our community and even people in our church family. And so, you know, we can supply gifts, we can volunteer at Christmas events, help people just meet basic needs. It's really just a great way to be creative about being intentional to love on others and, and help them see the story of Jesus. And um, and so we want to be really intentional about doing that and focusing on others, especially here throughout the holiday season. So like I said, it kicks off, the Hope Project kicks off uh, on November 9th, and it's going to last all the way through Christmas. And so if you want to be involved in that, you can peruse options online or on the app. And um, we should have a special Hope Project magazine that, that should be coming out this weekend for you to look through as well. And um, it's really a cool thing. And, and so I enjoyed talking with them because one of the ways that, that um, it helped me was just understand how if I give money or, or I'm donating stuff in the Hope Project, how that actually tangibly helps people um, in, in the Urban Vision community. And so um, I, I found them to be incredibly fun to talk to. Um, I, I understand now why people speak so highly of Jody and Rodney. They were really a, a, cool, a cool group. And um, I, re- I really enjoyed my time with them. So I think you guys are going to be encouraged by them. I-, I think you'll learn a lot about Urban Vision and all the awesome stuff that it's doing um, in, in our city of Akron. And so thanks for tuning in, guys. It's great to be here and be back. Um, and I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, how's hey, it going? Good. Great. It's good to be here, ben. It, It's good to have you here too. Uh, I saw you in the lobby, and we were discussing how the uh, the fine fall weather has rolled in. It's yes. officially forty and raining. I know. Wonderful. But, but it's a high of fifty-two, though. I saw that. That's true. But it means that the holidays are coming. Um, the Hope Project's starting soon, and so that's why I thought this was an opportunity, um, an awesome opportunity to get you guys in here. So I appreciate you coming and, and spending some time with me today. Oh, Thank um, you. We appreciate Grace and. All their love and support and care. So we're glad yes. to be here. Well, that's we great. need grace and hope. Yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, right? <laughs> All right. So, so Rodney, you are the president and executive director of Urban, of Urban Vision, and Jody, you are the founder and the ministry director. And so, um, I'm just really excited to <clears> learn <throat> about Urban Vision and kind of learn about who you guys are. Um, so, in a real broad overview, I'd like to talk about, wow. like, if someone was to say, "Okay, what is Urban Vision?" How would you guys answer that? Well, Urban Vision is a local nonprofit Christian organization. Excuse my voice because I'm struggling from that. It's that fall weather change. I'm on the upside. She's still on the uh, struggling. So um, Urban Vision is we're about transforming our community um, with the hope and power of Jesus Christ. And we're a local um, urban ministry in the North Hill community, reaching out to our neighborhood and um, c- 
coming alongside, meeting felt needs, and um, just walking with people and bringing God's love and and mercy and grace in the midst of life. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. I'm going to read... I'm going to read some of the stuff I wrote down just to uh, try to help everybody understand. So I got on your website. Um, so your, your vision is to build a vibrant, unified community transformed through love and hope of Jesus Christ. And then your mission is to live out the gospel of Jesus Christ in North Hill. Are you, is it Elizabeth Valley too? Elizabeth yes. Park. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth yeah. Park. Actually, okay. we still live in Elizabeth Park okay. area. Mm-hmm. So to live out the gospel of Jesus Christ there by coming alongside children and families as they discover, Christ, as they discover Christ's vision for themselves and their community. Mm-hmm. Through relationships focused on building dignity, inspiring unity, empowering futures, and meeting holistic needs. That's it's a, a basi- mouthful. It's a mouthful. <laughs> Basically, showing Jesus vision. to people and trying to help them, uh, <laughs> yes. help them, help them live. All right. So I want to talk about how this all started. It, if I'm reading this correctly, it seems like this started Jody with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So all right. So I'm, well, I with had, God. With God. <laughs> I had some time, so I, I actually did read like half your book. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So well, I, I, I'll try to get on here. How are you able to put it down after that? Well, I, well what I did is... <laughs> splash, I, splash. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tried not to be like, get on here and, and be an idiot, so I'd like oh, to okay. have a little bit of an understanding yeah, of what I'm talking good, about. Great. So um, I thought it was actually really... It, I really liked it. It was really interesting. And I knew some of the names in there, too, of other people, so it was kind of cool. Um, yeah. All right. So, so you're from here. One of the things I took, I wrote down is, so you felt called to ministry at the age of seven? Yeah. You got to explain that to me. Yeah, I was pretty little. I mean, I'm very blessed to be a part of a family, um, a Christian family that um, just really had a heart for ministry. Yeah. Um, they were, my parents both were lay leaders in the church. And they, your dad was the bus driver, I He read. was. He was the bus driver. My mom was a Sunday school teacher. So, they really had a heart for outreach, and so that was really, really ingrained into me as, mm-hmm. as, as a young person, because I was on the bus with them, picking up children from everywhere. You know, I, I really, and in fact, in the book, I mentioned the fact that I, all I learned about life and ministry, I learned on that big brown bus. Yeah. You're you know? on the brown bus Sunday morning, night, yes, Wednesday nights. exactly, with your dad. exactly. And I just really saw how my mom and dad interacted with the kids that were coming I mean, from all different kinds of backgrounds, but my mom, um, my dad would be driving there and my mom would embrace him with a hug and just really saw what it meant to live out the gospel, not just tell it, but to really show it in their mm-hmm. life and their actions. So I really, I really believe that that was a seed planted in my heart. And so by the time, I mean, I came to Christ when I was a little girl. I actually, I even say at the age of three and a half, four, yeah. I even have a memory of that, which is awesome. I mean, I know that that's just dear to me. Um, and but yeah, by seven, I was I I, I realized I wanted to be a missionary. I, I watched missionaries coming in and out yeah. of our church and heard them speak. And in fact, one uh, missionary actually brought someone from their country and spoke. And as a child, it just really grabbed a hold of my heart because I wasn't just listening to the missionary speak. I was actually listening to someone that that missionary impacted. Yeah. And so that really just that just really set with me. And so with the combination of my parents and just having that mission mindset in our church, um, yeah, it really just set me on a journey of wanting to to do that myself. Yeah, so. that's pretty. I mean, because yeah. my I have three daughters. My oldest ones, she's gonna be six uh, at the beginning of December. And I'm like, man, if she came to me, it was like, I think God's calling me, preparing me to mission. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. And you know, it it does kind of blow my mind. Like she'll say stuff to me that like I just 
never fathomed like a five or six year old would really think about. Like she'll just ask me questions about God and stuff like that. And it, and it blows my mind of like kind of where she is mentally and like the capability she has to like really actually understand who God is. It's kind yeah. of refreshing sometimes. It is. And do not despise small beginnings no. because actually that's really the foundation. Yeah. And even why our hearts are even connected with children, even with an urban, urban vision that you know, even a child can understand and receive. Yeah. In fact, actually, Jesus, it's no new news. Jesus said, you must come as yeah. a child. Yeah. So, For sure. Okay, yeah. so where'd you go to high school? Uh, I went to high school at, at CBCA, Cago Valley Christian Academy. Gotcha. And then did you go to Malone? No, I actually went to Moody. To Mo- okay, Moody so Bible. you went, did you, so you did undergrad? Is that, so how does that, is that like a seminary or is it just like an undergrad seminary rolled into one? Actually, um, it's, it's an, I got an undergrad degree in Christian education. Okay. That's my, um, my bachelor's. Um, in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. yeah. Did you like it there? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Chicago really, actually, that was just another piece in the, in the great, uh, you know, burden of my heart. I yeah. really, was exposed to city life and let's talk about that. So okay. I've I've been to love uh, talking about Chicago, especially yeah. their pizza. Yeah. I've been to <laughs> Chicago I think just twice. We went there for a wedding and uh so we stayed like a couple blocks up from Moody. Okay. And I had never been there. And oh. so we're just walking down. I look to my right, I'm like, is that Moody? And and I just like, wow. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, what a spot. Like this is it's just yes. like right there in the corner. It is literally right it's in the middle cool. of the city. I have I I loved it. I mean, I really came from a suburban background, so going to Chicago was very much an eye-opening experience. Oh, I'm sure. And really God just used that whole ministry of Moody to really again just strengthen my heart of, of actually what God was doing in my heart for the city. So, so how did he so how did he do that? Was it like were you doing ministry stuff in the city while you're in school or like how does that transpire that you feel your heart kind of being pushed towards the yeah, city? Yeah, I mean, I just think just opening my heart to just the many the diversity in the city and um just learning from that and yeah, so I mean, it was a progression, but I really probably think back to that was probably what my PCM was, which is my practical Christian ministry, where I was connected with a Hispanic family. So does the does Moody like does every student have like a PCM? Yes, a I don't practical? know if they actually call that okay. that anymore, but that's they did when Micah was there. So. They did okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So yes, that's probably what really impacted me the most because I actually went weekly to um, a location in Chicago or uh, in a neighborhood in Humboldt Park, near Humboldt Park, um, and just would do kids, kind of like a kids club type of ministry with this family. And um, that really impacted my life because honestly, I saw this pastor and his wife, um, Puerto Rican family, live out their go- the faith, their faith in the gospel, and they lived in the community in which they ministered to. It wasn't like they were driving in and driving out. They were there in the heart of all kinds of things going on, crime, pro- poverty, um, gangs, and um, that just really sunk deep into my soul. And I thought, you know what? When I do ministry, I want to I do it like they're doing it. Yeah. So would have this been like like late 1980s? Yes. Okay. So, Roddy, what were you doing during this time? I would have been in college still at that time. Okay. So well. where were you at? I was at the University of Akron. Okay. Um, so you're from around here? I am not. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm from Columbus area. Gotcha. Where at? So on the east side, Pataskala. Yep. I know right where that is. One okay. of my buddies lived there. I, I spent, I'm from mostly, I lived most of my life in Wadsworth, but okay. I lived in uh, 
in like the Westerville Sunbury area okay. for a few years. So. My uh, my brother moved to Westerville after he came back from the Navy. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so you were at school at Akron. What were you like? What were you studying? Kind of what was um, your? My I was studying accounting. Okay. Um, and I was on the Akron U rifle team at the time as okay. well. And uh, so, yeah, graduated there in 93. At that time, I had met Jody. I was um, going to the chapel's college class. Okay. And uh, Jody had came and spoke um, and shared about, at the time, she was working with Child, Evangel- Child Evangelism Fellowship and was looking for people to help out in uh, her clubs. And yeah. I kind of had grown up in the church um like working with kids, I do like the toddler age and stuff. I love that. Uh, but I didn't know I wasn't a Christian at that time. <laughs> I was trying to live my life right, but it wasn't until I was 19 that I became saved. And yeah. then I questioned what the heck happened the last 19 years that nobody told me about why I needed to make this decision. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I had become saved and uh, came back to Akron. After, that was during my freshman year, um, Christmas break, that I actually became saved. Cool. And so when I went back home, somebody else had gone away, had found this and shared with me. So I came back to Akron, um, started to get involved with the chapel's college class, and a few years later, Jody came and spoke and shared after she had graduated. She's yeah. a little bit older than me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and so I got involved that way at that point. So and that's how you met. I, I was curious. I, I was mm-hmm. never able to put that together. Mm-hmm. All right, so you so you leave Moody. Yep. Um, what was like? Was it mostly men there? I was curious about that. Um, I mean, I, I actually don't know the the ratio. I mean, there were quite a few women okay. there too at the time. Yeah, I mean, but there were. I mean, because a lot of people are going into pastoral ministry yeah. or. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't really. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> right. So you all right? So you roll out of Moody. Yeah, I'm but the point is, she didn't find anybody there. So you did exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I was wondering. Like, the ratio is eighty to twenty. Where That's you're like, right. oh, this is a great I place to be. I survived it. Moody yeah. Bridal Institute, yeah. you know. Hey, <laughs> but God had other plans for me. So, um, which is kind of a long story in itself. But yeah, so I left Moody, and I had um, a heart to really want to reach out. Um, I wasn't sure exactly if this would be overseas missions at this point. I had a heart for Hispanic people and because of what, been doing I, what, what I've been through and just, yeah. And I was, so I was, I was just searching. I was asking God, what, what is it that you want me to do? And, um, I was, I was at that point very open, um, to that. So, and so, okay. So what's your next step here? Cause you're what, you're like 23 single white girl from the suburbs, kind of like you're probably not like the first draft pick that I'm like, that's probably who's going to go into the inner city. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's what a lot of people say. You know, it seems like I was at the point I was I was young and I was white and I was uh, I was a female. And yeah. so doing ministry and also even stepping out in leadership in ministry at that season was quite challenging, yeah. actually. But um, God doesn't look at the outside. He doesn't care. You know, and. And I, and when I mean by even saying those threes, I don't take that very lightly because I really feel that God, you know, um, really humbly has taught me over the years the importance and the value of, you know, those, you know, being a woman in ministry and also um, leading in ministry and also just 
embracing who we are, our diversity and how God brings that together. It's just a beautiful thing. So, but nonetheless, I came home and I really had a heart to still do ministry. So I sought out um, Child Evangelism Fellowship, knowing that they had worked with kids. And So Child Evangelism Fellowship, I, I'd never heard that term or that name. So mm-hmm. are they a local... Do they still exist? Oh, they're actually they're worldwide. international, oh, it's a world, okay. worldwide. Yeah. So were they, local chapters. So you came back to Akron, though. So they were locally yes, running in Akron, exactly. And you kind of sought them out, like, hey, I'd like to be involved. Right. So I had some, you know, over my summers what, during college, I've had some experience doing some neighborhood Bible club type of things, and so I did seek out, you know, wanting to be a part of that, and. Um, and God opened a door for me to come on staff, and actually for the I, they even let me start a new position at Child Evangelism as being the inner city field worker for hmm. Child Evangelism. So you was for like, Akron. we have a job for you, but you're actually starting a new job, like it's a new yes, position. But I loved it because that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to work in the city. Um, when when I I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I mean, that's when I decided I wanted to be in the city. I'm, I kind of struggled with this overseas things, but God really just began to bring people into my life saying there's ministry right in front of you just open your eyes jody and um god really kept me here Mm -hmm. but yes so i I went on staff with child evangelism um i started um probably nine different inner city bible clubs all over the city of akron kind of like kids clubs kind of like kids clubs Mm -hmm. so they were called good news um bible clubs and they still are good news clubs you start them all over akron i did different um copley road area arlington um, street, um, North, South Akron. I mean, just all over, um, different clubs that I would get a few volunteers, which, which my dear husband now would be one of those volunteers. So I would go around speaking and trying to gather volunteers to come because when I would go meet with the kids, well, Mm -hmm. that's how I met him and he volunteered. Mm -hmm. And so we'd have these clubs and I would literally have like 50 to 75, sometimes a hundred kids that would come to these Wow. Bible clubs mm-hmm. for an hour each, and hour I think and I was half, doing yeah. like four of the clubs wow. of the eight or nine yeah. that we were doing, and so it was it yeah. was you know I needed help. Yeah. So what these clubs look like? Like what were you guys doing? It, it, you know, like I said, I mean, child evangelism is still around, and they still do their good news clubs. It's taking a, a story, um, sharing that Bible story, and doing it with games fun. and yeah. fun and um bible verse memory and um just you kickball. know we kickball, always play, play kickball. Yeah. add a few kids. puppets <laughs> and you're on your way you know it didn't take a lot i mean especially in in the city in the community when i would go there i would i would bring a kickball or a soccer ball i would have my story in my bag and yeah. i would go around asking the kids and their parents if they could come meet us at the field and mm. I usually we usually had like lots of kids that yeah. would show up and it was great. Yeah, it was that's, definitely that's some cool. exciting times oh, in sure. my life. You know, it's probably a little overwhelming at times too. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely environments and um, places that I had not necessarily been to a lot. But God again, you know, began to humble my heart and began to connect me with people that are in the community um, that I began to learn from and connect with. I can think of one pastor, Reverend Corn. Um, he has since now gone and passed away and is in the presence of the Lord. But he had a club forever on Copley Road, and I'm just learning under his presence. And I'm, and oftentimes I even would go to him and his wife's house on, you know, off of near Edgewood, and they would just always embrace me and open 
um, their arms towards me and just let me learn, even from the African-American culture, they just let me be a part of their family. Yeah. And so That's that was cool. how I learned. Do you feel like you had any, do you have any pushback from anybody, like family or friends that were like, what do you, like, is this safe? Hmm. Yeah, okay? I mean, well, like, you said, you read the book. I mean, my dad, the question the book, you know, uh, you know. Why are you always feel like you're walking towards the edge? Exactly, <laughs> a call to the edge. You know, my dad, yeah. you know, when he was tinkering around, I came out and told him this is what I was going to do. I wanted to live in the city. I wanted to be a part of this ministry. And this was be- while I was still single. And he's looked around and said, Jody, why do you always feel like you have to live life on the edge, you know? Yeah. And, and at that moment, I didn't know what the answer was. But, in you know, there was something in my heart. I know that something obviously was God drawing my heart to him and to the ministry, which I do believe he was unfolding in yeah. my life. So you guys are setting up. All right. So so Rodney's entered the scene. Rodney's back with us. Mm-hmm. So you guys are are you dating at this point when you're helping no, out? She's engaged to somebody else. At that oh, time. no. I so yeah. I, I read this, too. I didn't I wasn't going to go there, but you put it out there. You, That's OK. It's an open book. Jody, you, did you have two engagements that didn't? I did. Complete? I, I had two broken engagements before I met my wonderful soulmate Rodney here and um yeah so that was that was a, that's another that's another story in itself yeah so I believe that was a chapter it, in the book well, I, I did read it I was going <laughs> to stay away from that I didn't know it no, it's in the book so it's okay yeah. it's, in the book. it's open so all right so when you came and sp- I'm just I'm just trying to put you guys together so mm-hmm. when you came and spoke at the chapel when he was there you were a new believe new believer be- I had been um no I at that point see that would have been 92 so it was a couple years it's about later three years okay. after I had made you know a decision, but I was like one. Of, I I, I kind of liken that that I had that zeal. Like as soon as I yeah. made that switch, I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm all in, and so yeah, I was. That's cool. Seeking it all on my own at that point. So you so. kind of volunteered, like, hey, I'm going to help out. You- yeah, she came and she spoke to our group, probably 7,500 college students, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Now I, I was attracted at the same yeah, time. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> gonna lie. Um, but I was, you know, at the same, but I was really, my heart was to do the mission. So, and, uh, but I made it very clear from the get go, yeah. you know, I would sit down with him and another person that was volunteering. I said, I just want to make things clear. I am sister Jody <laughs> and you are brother Rodney yeah. and we're coming together for that, that, that point of working with kids. And that's what was mm-hmm. on my mind. I was pretty, I was pretty single minded yeah. and focused yeah. at that point. Just there was a I lot of guys know. swarming around. Yeah. And uh, so she had to let people know, let guys know that you know this is this is the way it is. And uh, so, how'd you break the ice? Well, that you know, people who really, really know me um, know that I'm a very uh, strategic person. Yeah. And uh, so, um, I love playing games. Not that this was a game, but strategic. Um, and I just uh, I knew that if I ever came straight out with anything towards liking Jody, that I would be done. That's all she wrote, yeah. And so it was really a, a waiting game, and um, it was actually I, I just didn't even think it was possible to be honest with you that I would even have a chance. And uh, but when she was in her second engagement, I knew knew that gentleman as well a little bit, not very much. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it, I don't know how it, I went and told him that he either needed to marry Jody or leave her alone, one or the other, because it was kind of like a little wow. thing going on there. Yeah. And, and she didn't know about that. But um, I was just, you know, basically Jody's friend. Yeah. And in fact, when we started dating, it was like the weirdest thing. It was like holding your sister's hand. It was because we, <laughs> our, our relationship was Laura's so listening. much, it was very much built in in a friendship first. Yeah. And uh, so we have a great foundation that way. 
And but that so, I mean, that's a great way. Like, I, I, I listen to Tim Keller a lot, and, and mm-hmm. he was talking about that one time about like, like our culture looks at it's like, who do I think is so attractive? Can I make a friendship work? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you guys looked at it and were like, we have a great friendship. Can we make a healthy relationship like work? And that's probably I don't know if it was quite like that, but uh, way to do it. we definitely had a friendship. And I don't know that. I mean, it was we never really looked at it and said, can we make a relationship work? It just kind of happened. happened. And um, there was others who said they saw it coming. We're very different um, in Oil so many ways. Yeah. And uh, actually, we had started the ministry before we were even dating. So um, Urban Vision. Yes. Okay. So let's go there because I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I want to yeah. piece that together. So you guys, but you're on board that you're, you guys are at least operating in the same space. How do you go? Somewhat. F- I was even in most of the clubs that she was teaching, so right. we weren't even really doing we a lot a, together. We had a small like so we, as a group of young people, young college age young adults decided plus miss holly and plus mrs holly who was (laughs) who um i i lived in her apartment above her in the city um and that's a great story too because how god opened that door but she was looking for someone to live and do clubs basically in the city Mm -hmm. and she lived below me and i she gave me the apartment upstairs and we began to um, pray together she was a of my prayer sister, but we started to invite some young adults to pray with us. Okay. So we really started 530 praying. 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, it had to be yeah. early. I'm an early person. Rodney is not. So I know no. his commitment. I'm an, I'm an early person. I feel you. Yeah. So, um, and so we began to pray and um, pray for our city. We did a lot of prayer walking and we would walk around the neighborhood. Mrs. Holly and I did. But our the, the young That's people, cool. the young adults that would come, we began to pray for our pastors all over um, in the Akron area. We got a hold of a list for pastors and a list of schools, and we began to pray for the principals. Hmm. Um, Every week we picked somebody different, and we would begin to pray because we were really seeking God's heart for the city Mm -hmm. and wanting. And honestly, when you think about starting something, that that was super key. It was just, it was birthed in prayer. Mm I mean, when I say birth, then it really was. We were really seeking God's heart for that. And out of that, I really do believe the ministry of Urban Vision was was born. So how was it, like, like what is the first actual, like, after the prayer, like, how does this tangibly come together? Well, I mean, at the time, I was still doing clubs. I mean, that's yeah. kind of tangent. I mean, I always tell people, do what you know to do, you know, and... What we knew to do is to reach kids, you know, because yeah. I'd been doing that, and Mrs. Holly wanted to have kids in at, at her home and in her yard, and we were in the city, so that definitely gave us opportunity to, and um, so we just did that, and we started reaching children, and really what happened from there, and then Rodney was a part of that prayer time that would he would come stumbling up the stairs at 5.30 with his hat on backwards. and Salty that he's Yes. You know. I wasn't salty. I was <laughs> no, sleepy. No, he was sleepy, salty. but it, it just shows his dedication because he was dedicated as well to being there. But, yeah. And that wasn't about Jody at that point either, yeah. just to be clear, that I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go there because Jody's there. It yeah. was, you know, a calling and, and, and a really a desire to see. A, the movement already has started, I think, in our hearts and, and Jody was like that that forefront pushing person in the vision side of things. And she was the one that was seeing at this point that there was something more that we needed to do. We needed more depth than what we were doing. Right, because we started having teenagers showing up at our kids' clubs. Oh, wow. And then I started having, you know, moms that were coming that had some serious issues, issues. and needs. And 
And so I started even spending some time with some of the moms, you know, and I mean, I had some of their kids even stay with me while their mom was, a single mom was in the hospital. I mean, there was just all kinds of things going. And then from once in a while, I'd have a dad, you know, come and kind of hang out with us too. So to me, God began to birth the idea of like, this is not just about children, which it is. I love children and I do believe it starts there, but it's really about the whole family Mm -hmm. and how God had a heart um, to reach the family through the child. And so that's kind of really how... Say it again. So... To kind of reach the family through that child. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always said this, and I believe this even to this day. You you love on someone's children. Yeah. You do that well, and you care about them, and you come alongside them. That really meet, ministers to a mother, mm-hmm. a father's heart that really truly has their interest in mind. And even when they don't have their inner, interest in mind, it, it ministers to that child. Yeah. And so I have seen that time and time again over years. I can tell you many stories of people who have gotten involved at Urban Vision because their kids yeah. have come to Kids Club. Well, we're building a, a pretty massive sports thing here. Like wow. a, um, we, we raised, we had a huge fundraiser last year and we're building like a, pretty pretty awesome like multi-sport complex i think it's going to be here they're not sure yet but um when you're pass- when jeff gets up and says we got to raise eight million dollars because we want to do a couple things and we got to raise six million dollars of this to build an arena type of thing you're like what <laughs> and then he says but here's the thing like we have endless amounts of kids that want to come to our sports stuff they want to come to our game day stuff or these camps that we've had to turn them away like akron city schools reached out and were like we want all of our kids to come and jeff and them were like we don't have the space right and so he was like what do we do with that so they're praying about it and he's like we got to build it we got to find a space or build a space so he comes to us and he's like we tried to find a space it's too expensive these places are too old he's like we got to build one and he said the heart behind this is this we bring kids in He's like, we get to practice with them where we get to love on them. We get to share the gospel with them at the end. Mm-hmm. He's like, then on their games, we get to love on them. We get to share the gospel to the whole family. And their family comes, like parents, exactly. brothers, sisters, grandparents. You're on, you're on mm-hmm. track, They come, man. and they're watching these games, and they're Most really well definitely. done. And they see, like, these people are treating their kids well. And he said, and next thing you know, those parents are like, well, why don't we just try church there on Sunday? Absolutely. He's like, and all of a sudden, the whole family is meeting Jesus because we were— build an arena or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. a sports complex right and so that's a, essentially what you're saying too it's the heartbeat of like and, and i'm a father i have three girls like i said like if people love on my kids well like they earn my heart too like mm-hmm. i watch that right and you, you know, know and and i'm excited about your sports complex but for that one person out there is like well i can't build a sports complex yeah, yeah. but we can still love on for sure kids and families in our communities that are around us and um you know that was one big thing even with Rodney and I, when the, our kids were growing up, and we lived in the city, we lived in a community with lots of kids that are always around us, and so often we would make have the kids come over to our our yard. Mm-hmm. We would play wiffle ball, kickball, even in our down times when we weren't doing that was that was our life. And yeah. so that's how you that's how you and you do you reach families when you're really connecting with their kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when does Urban Vision? I'd say it's founded that you start calling it something and you're like let's start walking this into a real thing yeah like, that did, was 1992 1992 right yeah. did you quit your other job well it kind of yeah morphed into yeah it, well I did I I, I um it, but it was pretty much all in the same I mean I kind of saw this calling coming um I had left 
child evangelism um, uh, with the blessing of my director there. And um, yeah, with the group of our praying people like Rodney and others, Mrs. Holly and um, and some other directions of people that I had come in contact with. And that's when the ball really started going. I mean, we had been praying, we'd been seeking God, we'd been doing what we knew to do. And then all of a sudden God started bringing in these pieces that I couldn't manufacture myself, obviously. They like were God kind of things. Well, like people that I would run into, like for example, I spoke at a, a banquet um, and I had two gentlemen approach, come up to me afterwards and um, say, hey, I, um, one was a Caucasian gentleman, one was an African-American gentleman, and they had a friendship and a connection. And they said, hey, you really need to go and visit this lady. Her name is Kathy Dudley, and she is the founder and director of Voice of Hope Ministry in Dallas, Texas. And not only do you need to go there, we're going to we're going to pay for all your expenses wow. and you're going to go out there. And how about doing this next week? I mean, these were God things that, yeah. and I'm, you know, here I am yeah, next wild. week. I'm on a plane. <laughs> to Dallas. I mean, to Dallas, you know, I'm never been to Dallas before. Not really been much anywhere other than Chicago and some other little places, but you know, yeah. So I'm out there and I'm visiting with this um, lady who um, had an awesome testimony and, and she was a leader. And so that ministered to my heart, too. So, I mean, doing something similar to what we were doing, too, doing so. something similar in with Dallas. kids ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and here she was uh, as a female starting and founding. So they really connected me with her. And I'm actually still connected with her. In That's fact, cool. she did one of the forwards in my book. Oh, did she really? Yeah. I didn't recognize. Yeah. Her. So. Um, so, uh, yeah, I get to see her from time to time at our Christian community development um, conferences that we run into. But, yeah, so she really ministered to me, really gave me some good insights. Um, and I really just began to see, you know, as I was flying back from that experience with her and that, that ministry, I mean, really, as I was flying into Akron and I was thinking, you know, God was saying, Jody, take what you saw there and bring it here. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how that was going to happen. I didn't know cool. what that meant. I mean, I had, you know, n- n- unnecessarily no qualifications for that other than the fact that I love Jesus, I love kids, and I had a heart for the city. Yeah. And God spoke to my heart to do that, and he began to put those pieces together. That's so. cool. All right, I want to talk about um, some of the stuff that you that um, Urban Vision is doing because yeah. I think that's really cool to outline some of the stuff. I, I wrote some stuff down, too, just to – because there's a lot. You guys are doing a lot, which is pretty cool. We're um, busy. You you are busy. <laughs> I had um, I had on uh, Joe Tucker. So Joe mm-hmm. so Joe Tucker is actually the podcast that will be. I think it comes out like next week, and in years it will be in a couple of weeks. So he's the one that'll just be immediately for you. But so you guys know Dwayne and Lisa pretty oh, well yes. and stuff like that. Big mm-hmm. time. Yeah. yeah. So it was just Great when friends. I was looking at this, I'm like, wow, it's like this little connection of all these people in Akron yes, doing awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, we we all have you know, been there for each other in a yeah. lot of ways, the, you know, the founding people of the ministries that yeah. way. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, all right. So I, I, I brought a list of stuff just to kind of walk through. I'd love to hear you guys kind of explain this stuff. I also think it's cool just for listeners to hear like everything you're doing. Cause like when I had Joe on, I was like, I'd spent some time like looking into what they're doing. I was like, wow, you guys do a lot of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. This is kind of cool. And I didn't really know about it. And sure. I, I had heard of Urban Vision, but I was very ignorant to what you guys were about or what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I just kind of knew the, the very extreme basics well, of I'm that. Well, I'm glad that you have a list because yeah. honestly, even when I'm giving tours now, I forget about yeah. everything that we mm-hmm. do because I'm just i yeah. like, I, I'm like, what else? I know I'm missing something. No, there's a lot. All right. So, <laughs> so, so it seems like Kids Club's kind of been like the thing, like the jam that got it's this the, thing going. It's the foundation. Yeah. yeah. The Kids Club is the foundation to, you know, the, it's like, 
It's kids' church. That's yeah. the best way to think of kids' club. It's they come in. And it's um, every Friday after school. Is that right? Well, there's kind of two kids' clubs now because okay. we got too big and we had to split it because 200 kids problem. at once was too much for just K through fifth grade. <laughs> How um, many leaders would you have for that? Well, the leaders are mostly graduates of kids' clubs. So there are, oh, ju- there are middle yeah. school and junior hires. And then we have a handful of adults that volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a handful, and we always can use more because the more we have one-on-one, the better. Yeah. And we've got kids that come in that are not Christian. They come in as Muslims or Buddhists or hmm. all kinds of things. But um, So, yeah, the, we split into two. So on Thursdays, we have Kids Club Junior, Thursdays, um, which okay. is K through so first grade. So that's a new thing. You split, so yes. this is new. Okay. And so that's K through first grade. That's 2.30 to 5.00. Um, you would think we wouldn't have that many, but just those two grades, we have a little over 70 wow. coming in. Um, and then kids. for uh, the um, kids club on Fridays from 2.30 to 5.30, it's second through fifth grade. And that one's around a little over 100 right now. But we've had no school by one of the school supporting schools every time. So um, so I'd say it's probably going to be around 120 kids. Okay. And um, so it's just kind of like a you, – are you familiar with Young Life? Um, yeah. So my, my wife and I did Young Life. Mm-hmm. So I – when I read some of this, I kind of captured for the Young life for kids. Yeah, yeah. it's like so young you life for like <laughs> little kids. So exactly. it's just kind of like games, yeah, games, food. VBS type stuff almost. Just mm-hmm. like you're yeah. loving on kids, trying to have fun with it's them. It's definitely share our the gospel. outreach program. Yeah, so definitely outreach. Yes. Yeah, it's open we, for yes. kids to come and. And we yeah. get kids from everywhere and do they eat and stuff? Or? Oh, yeah. We have dinner. We have dinner. Bible. So, so they have a meal. Yes. So who pays for this? Like, is that spot? Like we, people we have that. What we we partner with the food bank, so okay. but we do have to pay for some of the food there. So, but actually, yeah. we, we don't. And, really, oh, actually, that's for the kids club. We, yeah, don't. we don't. You're right. Actually, do food we have bank. a partnering church? Yes, that we actually supports have a church whole, who packs. Right. Um, Sorry about that. Lunch bags wow. for us literally that's every week, cool. and that's actually been just the last two years. Before yes. we used to actually have churches come in and provide meals, and we're still always open for those things special to happen. Events, especially. Um. Yeah. And but yeah, so we have this partnering church who's been packing. Um, sandwiches, granola bar Bars, juice, you know, fruit cups, fruit cups and yogurt. so um, well, yeah, and yogurts then, come from here, I think, don't they? Yeah, actually, I think we do have some people. <laughs> That's cool. And so, yeah, so we have this every week, and we do provide something that's solid that the kids can eat there. They're coming from after school, so they're hungry. Yeah. And oh, my, my five-year-old comes home from school, and she just eats and eats yes. and eats. I'm like, child. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have kids that, I mean, we're trying to get the Word of God yeah. into them. And whether it's, you know, the after-school program where you're trying to learn the Word of God, if you're hungry, yeah. they're not going to hear it. Yeah. And so... Um, we do as much of a, a meal as we can, and Jody shares the gospel along with a few other people. That, like our son teaches, and we have another Moody graduate person who used to be on staff, who's a mom in the neighborhood now that teaches. And um, Jody's teaching, yeah, Miss Clarinda, we're teaching up youth to actually take over. Like they teach, we have a Bible verse time they wrote to rotate into, and a lot of our youth are like high school age are now learning to teach that as well, and That's some cool. of the younger staff. Yeah. And then there's a gym time, and then there's a craft time. So that's those are the components of both Kids Club Junior and Kids Club. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's cool. All right, so some other elective stuff. You guys have, like, a, a ballet elective? Yeah, so now that's a part of our overall after-school program called okay. Set on Success, or SOS. We need you out there to be helping volunteer. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need you. And uh, the great thing about SOS um, that I like is, like, ballet you brought up. It's an elective within SOS, so kids that come can sign up to be in the different electives, okay? 
But how did ballet start? Somebody came in and said to me, Rodney, how can I help? How can I be a volunteer? What is your biggest need? I'm like, no, what is your gift? Hmm. So That's Ben, cool. Cool. what is it that you do well? Oh, you do production, radio production well? Great. Can we set up something here that you could teach kids how to do that? And so somebody started doing ballet in the summer. We would do a summer trial, run it for six weeks. Do the kids like it? Are you committed? Because certainly I can't keep running a ballet program if the person leaves. Yeah. Okay. So it's making sure everybody likes it and that we're going to go on and do it. And we've had a pro- ballet program now for probably 10 years. Oh, it's... it's and it's wonderful. It, the girls... It's beautiful. That's awesome. I, I love... I know we've actually been able to bring some of our girls out here to Grace for them to perform, but it's just it's just seeing them do something that they may not have ever had the opportunity yeah. to do and mm-hmm. to see them shine like that. And, and, and actually, some of them have gotten really well over the years, and they're doing... It's just neat how God does that. So even like you brought up earlier about the sports complex thing, um, our one of our best days, and we have it twice a year, is the ballet performance day. And the community comes out, the parents are all there, grandparents are there. And now, mind you, this is very multinational. Yeah. Okay, so we've got probably seven different nationalities represented in our ballet, 40-some girls. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, wild. possibly more. And so all these people are coming and worshiping God together because it's they worship through their ballet. It's not just secular, it's, it's worship, it's telling God's story in the ballet performances. Mm-hmm. So they do a Christmas performance, they do a, a performance in the spring, which is now at our Taste of Urban Vision event. Um, and then... Like Jody and I are speaking at another supporting church. Um, I'm doing the Sunday school class because I'm much more like this, the question and answer kind of person. And Jody's the talks to everybody person that she's so wonderful at. And so she'll do the main sanctuary time. But um, and then the ballet, we have a performance team that actually comes out and they'll perform during the worship times and stuff. So, yeah, and that just six girls, but four different nationalities coming together. It's so beautifully orchestrated and and Evie. Um, who leads that does a wonderful job but yeah the girls just love it they earn because we talk about everything is about dignity and so the girls actually earn their shoes and they earn their tutus and all the things that they have to get to be prepared Um, but they earn through either their urban vision dollars that they get um, or and even in their attendance and things like that so so yes all right let me take it. So much you guys there, do, right? No, you guys do so much cool stuff. I, like I it's really, all tied together. I was though. reading through all this, and I, and I was like, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I want to start with your SOS that you just yeah, broke. Yeah, Because this is huge, I think. So it's um, set on success right. after school mm-hmm. um, enrichment. It's your after school academic and life skills program for K through 12th, 12th graders. Yes. Um, so let me just read this. Every day after school, students receive a healthy meal, a healthy meal, structured gym time, then personalized schedule of homework help, one-on-one tutoring in problem areas, specialized classes to meet their interests, um, in sports and arts electives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so, all right. So, yeah, is that free for people, or they have it, to? They have to sign up. Okay. It's, this is a registered program. Okay. So we have 150 students registered with us K right through now. K through 12. K through 12. And we have about 100 kids on a waiting list to get in. Um, and every year we we go through that. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, we don't want to sacrifice quality for quantity, yep. um, but we're also pressing for qual- quality and quantity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I, I, I take my, my business aptitude that I came with um, and I put this dynamic scheduling thing together. In the, in the beginning, our after school program was first grade moves around together, second grade moves around together. And 
what happens is these kids are in school all day together, and then they're in after school together all day, and that just you know creates a little bit of tension. You, yeah. you don't want to do this, you want to do that. So every kid has their own dynamic schedule. Um, it's almost like their own fingerprint. And not only every do they have their own schedule, every day they have their own new schedule. So Monday is not the same as Tuesday. Tuesday is not the same as Wednesday and Thursday. So it's when, Monday through Wednesday, 2.30 to 5.30. Um, so if you're on the ballet and you, go, you have an hour of ballet time, if you're on the chess team, you get a half hour of chess time. If you're on the Bible cuisine team, you want a half hour of that. If you're on the robotics team, robotics is an hour. Um, so when the uh, bell rings... Like all the all the hundred fifty kids are and going volunteers to, and, and staff. volunteers are, you know, mo- moving in Where urban is this vision happening? halls. It happens at our vision. at our vision. So, okay. Yeah, it's all there. Okay. So um, yeah. Wow. So so you have like tutors and stuff to help these kids with their schoolwork. Tutors and staff. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, and retired this, teachers that are doing one on ones. And have a huge need for because yeah. we have so many oh, kids. I'm sure you do. So all right. So the so the hundred and fifty that you're able to serve, mm-hmm. this is free for those families for them yes. to do this. That's incredible, mm-hmm. and that's just people like supporting Urban Vision to make that happen. Exactly. Absolutely, financially, we yes. are we are very blessed that Urban Vision um, is you know really supported by so many individual families. Over three hundred different individuals support mm-hmm. Urban Vision. It's probably close to three fifty now. Um, and they make up about two thirds of our budget. That's huge. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's so two thirds of your did, budget is individual families, individual yes. giving. Yeah, and I that's very. Um, I didn't realize how unique until I did leadership Akron and uh, a couple years ago, and and I was a part of a team that was taking a grant. Yeah. And looking through these applications, I'm like, wow, we are very different. Yeah. Um, that we're supported so much by God's people. Yeah. Well, I thought it was cool because I read through like your finance because I was curious like mm-hmm. how do you pull this stuff off, um, and so you guys put it out there which is great. So like your churches are like twelve percent, foundations are sixteen mm-hmm. percent. There's like in kind donations which is sixteen percent. There's a little bit income and business, and then individuals like fifty five, sixty percent. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The in kind part is is really when people donate to our Christmas store and back to school store, which Grace is so involved in. Yeah. Um, so it's like those material givings and or somebody's doing the the church that does our our meals and things like that. So it's a real testimony to God's people mm-hmm. that God's people are getting behind this and making it happen. It's, and we appreciate our grants and things that we get that also come alongside to make that happen with businesses and churches. Yeah. But our individual families, they they have really stepped up, and that's just God speaking to hearts. Yeah. I love so, the opportunity too, like because I am I get so involved in. Um, leadership in the city and stuff where I'm, I'm talking to different people, foundations and stuff where they can see what God's people are doing. Yeah, and it's cool. actually it's be testimony. able to say it's a testimony to them um, as well of, of, of how we are supported. So, All right, let me ask you this. This is just pure ignorance on my sure. part, but I've, I've never known. Um, so like I know that – so I like – I call it I think I called Joe Caruso, and mm-hmm. I was like, hey, help me understand this stuff before I go on with them because I don't want to sound like an idiot. But I've <laughs> always just known, like, yeah, we partner with Urban Vision. Mm-hmm. And then I know, like, hey, it's the Hope Project. And we walk over, and then we pick some stuff off the tree, tree or whatever mm-hmm. to, to pay or whatnot, and we let the girls, my girls, be a part of that. So then what's the next step? Like, when we bring something in, does that go to you guys? That's... Yeah, so then there's somebody who delivers it to us. Okay. <laughs> we appreciate that person very much, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we receive it. Our staff will be there. We grab it, and 
Um, we start to then, we take it and sort it by departments. Our Urban Vision building turns into a mini Walmart department store. Where is your store. building at? I didn't know. It's in North Hill in the quarter of Blaine okay. Avenue and Cuyahoga Falls Avenue, one block off of Main Street. Okay. Um, so right in the heart of... Blaine. Yeah, 749 Blaine Avenue. So what does that building look like? It's an old United Methodist Church. Okay. Um, Three stories. Yep, 34,000 square feet. That's a lot of room. Um, with, uh, and that's where you run these after-school run, programs? We run everything for there too. now. Okay. So, yep. So um, we're very yeah. blessed in that scenario, too. It's in the book. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> the um, as far as just, yeah, like so that stuff all gets dropped off at our place, and we take it into maybe like the gym, and we'll sort it. And then we have volunteers who come in, and they help us sort it to each room. We get everything in each room, and then we have our own economy. So we actually... All of our kids get urban vision dollars. Okay, we're going to talk okay. about this too. Yeah. So, so I, just that's the next step. So is So, like that, your kid, yeah. a kid that's in the SOS after school program, are they earning those urban vision dollars yes. by just attendance and doing yes. well? And, and yes. Okay. And yes. Learning so Bible it's multifaceted good behavior, mm-hmm. grades. I mean, there's a lot of. You're things. not like, hey, here's five dollars, no. but hey, here's some no, urban vision. No, actually earned it. We are trying as much as possible to replicate life. So that kids can learn about how to deal with finances and how to deal with the world. And, but more importantly than all of that is the dignity that comes through earning something versus having something given okay. to them. Okay. Okay. Be- go ahead. This isn't meant to be insulting. No, go ahead. There's probably a decent amount of people who in the city have a lot of their means are maybe government given. Mm-hmm. Entitlement okay. programs, yes. And that's probably a dangerous slope. That you don't yeah. want to, we want to help people, but you don't. You want to build some accountability. I, I live in the suburbs. I don't want to speak like right. incorrectly here. I, uh, like you, I, I, I see what you're doing. Like you're trying to like the dignity of like we're mm-hmm. teaching, like earning it and like being. I able like to, to tell like, the old story. Do you want to tell that story? Sure, Jordy? I'll tell that story. The very beginning, very well. Go ahead. Yeah. So I mean. This is just how God has given us to do it at Urban Vision. We know many people do many different things that come alongside people, which is awesome. Um, but for us, we just, because we were experiencing it in the moment, um, you know, from the get-go, we would have people who would want to kind of like adopt a family type of thing in our community. And we we tried that, but so often when we did that, um, this would happen. I would walk in with the gifts with the family and every single time as I would walk in through the door, um, the man of the house, whether it be the boyfriend, the uncle, the father, always left out the back door of the house every single time. And as it was becoming more of a progression that we began to see that, we're like, well, why is that? Well, it's because it's not easy receiving gifts that you want to provide for your family Mm -hmm. by someone else that's coming into your house, a stranger that you don't even know. And not that it's not well received or appreciated, but there's a, there's a dignity that's um, almost lost. And I think that's why we're, we started beginning to ask God, how can we come alongside families in our community and walk with them and get creative about how we can provide some of these needs, which they're very much legit needs, um, and do that with with a with a spirit of humility, and do it in a, such a way that lifts people up instead of making them feel bad. I mean, I could tell you story after story of that that happened that way. Um, and there are people that we knew too. We're not talking about like we like just a stranger, like just, this, yeah. this this family that we barely know. 
like, we had for one example, family that we knew very well that, you know, I played basketball with the dad and did all this, all kinds of stuff. And we showed up, he was out the back door. Right. And it was just like, like kind of whoa. a pride, a pride dignity. Thing it, it was. Oh, and, sure. and we're trying to figure out, you know, there's issues there. There's needs to be met. But how can we. So that's really therefore that's how the, the system of the dollar system was created and how we decided now we how to, to start this Christmas store. And so that we're able actually my mom, even when I was a little girl, we had something similar to a Christmas store at our church because she felt the same way because as a little girl my mom would say oh well it's christmas time do you want to go out and get you know uncle joe or this and whoever you know a gift and i would say but it's not for me mom it's not for me and and my mom always heard that and i would be like i wanted to earn it myself i wanted to be able to be the giver and so she got creative about how how kids can earn some things so the urban the meat so like the urban vision economy that you guys Mm kind of set up so specifically like with, with like how it plays out for me is like if I, if we donate something to you guys and it gets mm-hmm. into your thing, then at Christmas time, those kids that are a part of your after school stuff who've who've, who've earned their any money, any part of our programs part, actually that they that can earn come dollars, and yeah. shop for Christmas stuff with mm-hmm. the money, the Urban Vision dollars they've earned. Is yeah, that right. Yep. And okay. so a kid that that's comes really that, cool. A kid what that a neat way to do it. To after school earns ten Urban Vision dollars for showing up. Okay. And then from there, they, they can get um, dollars for their grades, um, like Jody said, Bible verses and, and, and things like that. So every week, they get a deposit into their account. And actually, they have an online account that's on the web that's cool. that they can go yeah. in, and then they, can, they get taxes taken out. We can, you know, actually, we get to control that, but I actually keep it like real life. So yeah. when Akron taxes go up, they went up, their tax went up. So they're learning those kinds yeah, of things too. Yeah, learning it like, oh, they're taking a third yeah. of my stuff. What so, are they doing? So they go through that, but then they they can put it into savings accounts. They can put it into CDs. They can actually invest it into the stock market. Now they're not really dollars out there, okay? Yeah. But it actually tracks with, okay? And we control the brokerage fees and everything else. And so they're awesome. learning how to deal with money. You're teaching them, and they have to put it back in their checking account before they get to the store. And then when they come to the store, we have their, their money ready for them to go shopping. That's really cool. You're teaching them how to the real world of finances works. The best we can. As best you can. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. I if you I can share this the story. And it wasn't necessarily even a Christmas store related, but we had a kids that came to our kids club program. And there was a note given to me needing food. And, um, and, and so I'm obviously, you know, you want to like come alongside and help, but how, again, how can we do this creatively? And I, and I talked to the kids, I said, you know, kids, you guys have been coming for a little bit and I know you have some urban vision dollars. How about, would you be willing to like, you know, use some of those urban vision dollars to help mom at home, you know, and go get some groceries. They're like, yeah, that'd be great. We'd like to do that. And so sure enough, got things in place, had someone go out and got the food, got it ready. And so the kids were, you know, when I brought the food here, the kids were with me. We actually went home together with the food, with the kids. And of course, the same reaction, got out of the door. There's mom. She's looking down, Mm -hmm. feeling very um, just humbled in that situation. And she's like, well, thanks for helping us. And I said, no, I said, this is what your kids decided to do. I said, they have been earning money for coming paper urban vision dollars and they had some money and they decided that they wanted to go shopping for groceries at home. So your kids did this. The difference in yeah, her countenance went up, from huh? like, 
being downcast to now she was praising her kids, saying, good job, kids. And and there was just a different spirit about it. And it was just a win-win all the way around. And that's, I really believe, what God has given us yep. to implement at the Christmas store. That's yep. cool. And That's the back-to-school cool. store. And the back-to-school yeah. store, yes. All right, so some of the other electives, I mean, just I just want to... Sure. I, I just think this is all... I think what you guys are doing is so cool. Um, so you got Boy Scouts, you have Bible mm-hmm. quizzing, mm-hmm. Um, chess club, basketball, gospel choir. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that, if they come to your SOS, are these things that like they like can electively choose to be a part of? They is can, that how that works? Yeah, they get the... We do a... So at the, we get the end of the school year... And we start to plan for the next school year, and we have a list. And, you know, like certain classes are available to certain grades. Um, and then they get to go through, and they get to rank them in order of what they'd like. So if you want the cooking class, you, you first you put the number one, basketball number two, soccer number three, whatever it might be. And so then we do our best to then decide who gets what based on those rankings. Um on how many spots there are available. So if you ranked it a 10 and, you know, there's 20 spots and there's other 20 people ahead of you then and your rankings, then, yeah, you're probably not getting what you number 10. But we're hoping that you got number one through six. That's cool. So um, Okay. Uh, so your SOS, we said, is K through 12. Mm-hmm. You have a, um, a leadership academy out of it, though, that's for – like six six through twelfth grade. So what's the leadership academy? It's just there's a lot more. They get to do a lot more of the electives. So we're trying to help them also in their spiritual development. So it's, um, you know, spiritual development. They also then start to become volunteers at the kids club and the junior kids club. So there's more opportunities for them to like serve. Ministry me. Yes, but that's a, that's the younger kids too. Right. But, but the leadership development would be. Um, six through twelfth, and then we actually have some. We have three high school interns right now. Okay. Um, so we're always looking for those who, you know, want to make make the choice to to do ministry potentially. And one young man just gave up. He's show, he was in show choir and basketball and everything at Firestone, and he quit all that to wow. to minister this year with us. So That's as special. a junior, so yeah, I just yeah, I unique. mean. Much more mature than I was when I was a junior. Good grief. Yeah, it's been real. We have started to learn over these many years. I mean, like a lot of it is just learning, but we have seen our kids grow up to to be teens, to be young adults now who are now the majority of who's on staff with us at Open Vision. And to me, that is what really excites Mm -hmm. Rodney and I because we really are seeing that on multiple levels. I mean, I have a junior, I have a sixth and seventh grader now that meets with me one-on-one every week so that I could teach them how to do a Bible lesson, and they teach that at the RK and first graders. Yeah, that's cool. And it is because they're really, they're getting into it, and they're getting a heart for it, and it's teaching them all kinds of skills, you know, teaching. It's teaching them how to speak in front of people, collecting their thoughts, organization. I mean, there's just so much. It goes so deep. But Rodney touched on something, you know, really it's, we don't want to get lost in the ministry monster type of thing where it's starting. Yeah, all this. You guys stuff are is, growing. You got a lot going right. on. But the heart of it is Jesus, mm-hmm. and and we want to make sure we we have mentoring time, one on one. We we spend time with these kids, asking them, "How are you doing? How's life going? Yeah. And what can we do? And not just the kids, but our staff. I mean, that's we we are really. I mean, even today, we're just talking to some of our staff. There's serious things going on in their lives. And these are staff, kids, young adults that are living in our community that are facing some super big challenges. And so they are 
our younger staff are mostly product of the program. So if yeah. you you were in the ministry 10 years ago, some of the kids that you were working with are now on staff. Which is epic. That, and that's, that's what we're really about. Cool but so many, especially our, our um, refu- <clears throat> refugee staff members that are younger are the leaders in their home in so many ways. Mm-hmm. They might be the fifth child. They might be the second child of the family. But they're the child that's translating at the doctor's office, um, dealing with you know all of the oh, issues of yeah all of the medications and um, the other family members, the other siblings, and helping them. I mean, they're they're ha- they're in a unique position that we in America don't understand as much because of the Until language barrier. Exactly, yeah, yeah. We feel like some of them are we're dealing with what we're dealing with at fifty. They're dealing with at twenty. Yeah, and it's just they have a lot of pressure on them. Mm-hmm to succeed, to be the ones that go to college and to be, you know, uh, yeah. it's, it's a lot on them. And so we're just really um, constantly in prayer for them and trying to Point lift them, to them up. And, and we've all had to learn to rely on Jesus in every moment. So, yeah. 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 That's cool. We, um, so Akron Young Life just placed a, a new person on staff. His name's Matt Pavlik. He, com- he comes to Grace. But he, I met him when he was in eighth grade. He was one of our Young Life kids mm. and I was real close with. And so we spent a ton of time together. And, and then um, Tanya and I are she's on committee but we don't lead young life we have kids and it's been hard mm-hmm. to you know change change, change, the yeah, season. change the season but he just got placed and so it's kind of cool to be like oh man like that that was a kid that we mm-hmm. were able to walk with and mm-hmm. now he's coming on it's like yeah. kind of circle exciting, it's like it? a really cool you're like i feel like that's a really healthy model like that <laughs> it's the discipleship yeah, model it, it really is, yeah. you know yeah. that's the, what god told us go yeah. and make disciples and that's what you're doing in young life yeah we we know that they're going to work and... they're going to be able to do more in the community than we can do. Exactly. The, the, a, they could talk five languages. <laughs> I can't talk but one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just, you know, they're going to be received differently, and, and, and their opportunity is, is great. Um, but their burden is great at the same time. So we're just trying to be supportive of them. And, I want to talk about them. that a little bit. Um, sure. About, like, the melting pot specifically of where you guys are. Um, it's sure. kind of a unique spot. So I live in Wadsworth, Ohio. Mm-hmm. There's 98% of the people are white and everyone speaks English. All mm-hmm. right. So, in, that is in, not our community. That is not yeah. your community. No, our, um, our high school, North High School, yeah. is the most diverse speaking high school in the state of Ohio. Is it really? Yes. Over 30 so, languages. 30 languages in a high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, why? Why well, is that? Like, why is this area. We have, I believe there's a number of different things. There's, yeah, the, when they resettle people, the International Institute. Is located in North Hill, and so was World Relief was doing uh, at the time there too. So um, these are their national headquarters, or just they're like not national headquarters. They're branches. No. They're the branches that. But what they do is they're a part of a bigger. There's like seven different resettlement agencies that are national, and then those ones have many facets of different places that around the city that they spread refugees out. So the refugees. Yes. So Akron is one of these areas. Will you explain, will you define what a refugee is? That's, so people that's are on good the same because page? there's a lot of, you know, um, misinterpretation about refugees versus illegal immigrants. Yep. And, I think this and is immigrants. a really good time so to have that conversation. Refugees, are they come through the UN um, and the UN basically says... The United they, Nations. Yeah, the United Nations mm-hmm. is saying, you know, hey, there's these people that have applied to be resettled as refugees because they're in war-torn countries, persecuted, persecuted like by, Syria. Their by their people. Yeah, and so yes. they get, um, every year, the government decides a number that they're going to take in. Do you know what that number is? I think that number is down to like 19,000 now. That's it? Um, it was 100,000 back when we were start first started to get. Does that hurt the, your heart when you think that there's like 5 million Syrians that are displaced? That, um. 
I, I guess I try to just stay out of that. Yeah. It I just try to, yeah, bit. I'm more of a, um, I got to deal with what's in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, course, I, I am definitely does. open to, I think, I think we should be doing resettlement. Um, I'm for resettlement and, um, you know, I've been blessed by it with the people that we get to know. And, uh, my, my son just brought up uh, Micah, who's on staff with us, too, oh, and he yeah. brought up um, the, the 100 most unreached people groups uh, online that he looked up all this information. And then he looked at the Acropolis schools, and we have 15 that's of wild. the uh, most unreached people groups in North Hill. Okay. So, so they're so coming to us. that's a discussion piece, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so great. as the body, yeah. we yeah. have an opportunity to not only do, you know. To, Can you talk about what, what, what groups these are? Uh, you don't have I'm to, not, I mean, don't don't have to go through all. all of them. Just there's, like, there's, I mean, there's some Pashko. I'm really bad at that. Right. Kind of <laughs> places from like Iran, a lot of Middle Eastern okay. um, places. So, so, when we say, so when we say unreached, we mean unreached with the gospel. The gospel. Yes. Yeah. Like the unreached. Meaning. Not like uncontacted tribes. In right. Some, okay. Exactly. No. no. So, but it is, I mean, when we just literally got this information, I started sharing with people. I, I actually, I am just like, it just. It opens my eyes. I already, I already knew that because you just have to walk down a block yeah. in our neighborhood I and no see people from everywhere. Yeah. So it it's shocking, but it's not. But what an opportunity. I always love, like I said, having the kids at our building. I can look over the audience and I can see kids from many different places all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I thought, isn't this the Lord to bring... Yeah. All these kids, all these different cultures together under one roof to proclaim the name of Jesus. That's powerful. Yeah. And I can't think of any other place I would rather be. We're really blessed, too, that the size that Akron is that's doing this. Because if you were in Chicago, all those groups would be breaking into separate exactly. neighborhoods. They'd be neighborhoods. They'd yeah. But be we have a street. We, you pick any block of a street and around our building, and you're probably with— 20 houses going to see at least seven different nationalities. Wow. So you're not like, they're not clumped together in this little part of North Hill and this little part. Of the, it's like we're all one. Yeah. And trying to make that happen in our neighborhood. So like when you hear about in our mission about being unified, <laughs> it's truly that's, yeah, about that. And, and bringing everybody one together, many one. cultures, one community. And that's just like what we're trying to yeah. see happen. So uh, yeah. I wasn't trying to no. go political here. I no. uh, I just... I try to stay out of it. I know. Possible. I do, too. And sometimes, <laughs> though, like, I have... Like, I grew up in a, a family with... I have a, some um, cousins and stuff who are, like, missionaries and stuff. And, like, mm -hmm. I've just been able to have conversations. And, like, sure. I'm just so ignorant of so much stuff. But when I am actually able to educate myself on, mm -hmm. on like, what's going on in some of these countries, it, it breaks my heart. Um, I have a friend at where I work at the hospital. Uh, his name is Mikhail. He, he was a, a, a surgeon in Syria, and he fled here. He's, mm -hmm. um, and so he works at the hospital. Now, he's not a surgeon here. It's a totally different mm -hmm. license, mm -hmm. but he's able to work in the operating right. room and whatnot. Um, but just to hear him be like, yeah, like I was like, well, what was the last straw? He's like, well, they bombed my street. I was like, jeez, man, I can't even imagine. Um, right. All right, but anyway, so yeah. so these, um, so there's refugees coming, and they're coming to, they're getting settled in Akron. Right. So these are people who have, who have, all the right documentation, paperwork. Yes. They're legally the coming legally here through coming the United here. Nations and the federal and government. Are you federal so government many. Yep. accepts and brings them in, and they're settling them a mile from your guys's urban vision center. Any anywhere, not from, even a mile. Yeah, next yeah. Door. Anywhere, anywhere from two <laughs> miles to a, to next door. Yeah, yeah. And that's why radius around it. I had no idea about that. Yeah. I I got a little bit of a picture of that when I was reading your stuff, but I didn't realize it was like that. Um, 
so one thing that I think is super cool is, mm-hmm. you, is this seems like the whole thing started kind of as a kids club. Mm-hmm. But you said you started to see moms and dads and stuff come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've started doing some stuff for preschool. Like, was it on your mark? You're like yeah. doing some preschool mm-hmm. stuff. Yes. But you're also doing some stuff for adults now, mm-hmm. right. correct? Can we yeah. talk about that? Because I think sure. this yeah. is super cool. Because now, say, say a guy gets settled here from Syria. Okay, I'm the United States. Now what in the world do I do? Like, our house isn't being blown up anymore, but what do I do? <laughs> well, we and have, so you guys are trying to step into that space. church partnership with mm-hmm. CCC. They, they come and they do a, a program called Crossings, which is teaching a, adults English is this in the living room? Is that? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like. That's at your place? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. And so um, so that that has developed. And we have many, um, many of them come Monday. Oh, is it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the mornings? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have. And then Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Right. And then. Um, so This year. I, I believe the attendance has been super high. The I mean, mornings, our parking lot is, there's spot, no really. parking So these available. are adults coming in and you have volunteers trying to teach them how to learn English, write, finance stuff? I mean, like, how do you I, live in this country? Uh, I think that's like probably a little bit farther down the road. Okay. Um, it's it's mainly just learning English at different levels and breaking into different groups. And like... Uh, building relationships. Yeah, building relationships. Them to... But more, it's not like... Just want to make sure we're painting the picture right. The first three months, the resettlement agency is very much, and they do the teaching of the English for the first three months. Mm-hmm. I didn't. They, even, I don't, I'm so naive yeah, in all this. So they, that's, do, they do. do they that. do. They find them a house. They find. You know. They get them. Help them get a job. They help. Do they give them? Do they have like money to start with? They get some government right. assistance for the first three months. Okay. Okay. Um, this is another thing that a lot of people don't know. Uh, like they have to pay for their airplane tickets that brought their family to the country. So they pay the government back for that. Which That's the first loan. Don't have anything. Yeah. So, so they, but they get on a payment plan for that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I know families that I've worked with their finances and they had to pay, you know, they're working to pay that back. So that's, that's something to be known out there. So they're getting assistance when they get here. Um, they don't just get enrolled into all the f- free stuff that, you know, it's not about there. They come here wanting to work. Yeah. And I have employ. I've had employers talk to me and say, you know, these people work more than people from here work, yeah. and they want them. The language is a barrier. They're learning some English, but if you can imagine, even I guess maybe you can't imagine much. You're a little younger than us, but I can't imagine learning another language at fifty. Um, and they're trying to do that. But how much do you learn in three months, and then you're on the job? Yeah. And so they're out. And they're I'd working. Be drowning. So what happens then is our classes are offered so that kids, or kids, parents who are working second shift or third shift, they can come in the morning, they come in the evening. Cool. There's options for them, and they do get to do that. And we have people walk through the doors that are not Christians. Most I mean, yeah. uh, and so there's an opportunity to share. Like I was just um, the leader, Miss Bina was just saying recently, like one one guy's reading the Bible for his English book. And that's his. That's, that's cool. his actual yeah, book. Yeah. He's using the Bible, and he's. Did you were you there when she said that he was? Was he? I think he's Muslim, and he's. But he's using the. But there's just like there is in Christianity. Yeah. There's there's people who claim Christ and claim to be a Christian that are you know very soft in their faith. You see the same thing I think in some of the different religion right. other religions that come in and they're open to things because they're just as soft they don't know anything yeah. much about their own religion. And we so. just started the Little Lambs program with the Crossing Urban Vision. Our young adult mm-hmm. staff is providing what was called childcare 
for these adults that are coming in with their kids. So now this year we've started, okay, let's develop this a little bit more. Let's actually have them, you know, these babies to toddlers learn about God. And so we have them, um, moms, dads are up there and they're learning a Jesus loves me, this I know, or Jesus loves little ones like me, me, me. And I have learned too, kids go home singing, yeah. even as little as my they are. My kids do that. They, I know what they're learning at school because like my four-year-old will come home singing a new song from, mm-hmm. she's at a uh, Christian preschool and it's just great to hear and Right. Like, but where'd you learn that? Exactly. So these kids are, are, so many are coming from different religious backgrounds too. I mean, actually, I mean, I think, I mean, literally, I was taking four kids to the bathroom, and each one of them were different yeah. <laughs> culture, yeah. and then their language wasn't strong. So figure that one out with, yeah. with toddlers going to the bathroom. But anyways, but you know, um, but just having that opportunity of speaking the name of Jesus, you know, there is power in that name, and um, so as we do that, we are believing that is setting a foundation, even in their little hearts, and then they may not even hear it. At all. Literally at Kids Club Junior, our kindergarten first graders, last week, two weeks ago, I asked them how many out of those 75 kids that were there, how many kids have never heard the name of Jesus? And I would say pretty much over half of those kids mm-hmm. raised their hand that they have never, here in America, never heard the name of Jesus. Wow. So we, I'm, I get excited about that. Yeah, well, I, yeah, me too. That's yeah. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I want to I want to ask this too. I want to like kind of, get back to you guys a little bit, just mm-hmm. kind of how this all came together too. So you guys got married in 1994. Correct. So if I'm doing the math, you're at 25 years? Yes, we've celebrated 25 years back in May. Congrats. That's awesome. Hey. That's it was a cool. wonderful time. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> um, but I'm curious about this. So you have kids, right? Yes. Three boys. Uh, three boys. When and did a daughter-in-law. You, when did you have your first child? Um, 1996. Okay. And then 98, 99. 97. And then we had one in 2000. 2000. Okay. So 1997, mm-hmm. now you have two small kids. Yes. yes. How was that for you with this? Mm. Because I think this is a really important... Well, how did you come up with that? <laughs> um, like, and the reason I bring that up is because like, I know for us, um, when we were doing Young Life and we had my first daughter, Nola, it got really difficult for us all of a sudden. And then um, we kind of... We knew another one was coming. I think that was the timing when we decided to step off. And because I was just like, frankly, for us, like Young Life was so much of a 730 at night thing, two, three, four nights a week. And all, now all of a sudden I have a, a baby at home that goes to bed at 730. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there was a part of me that was like, and my wife too, I know I've talked, like Tanya struggled with this because she would, like sometimes I was like, all right, hon, I got to run out. And she would have to stay home or when she was mm-hmm. like, and it was hard for her because she had been doing Young Life longer than me and all this. But I think that I felt torn sometimes of like, like, can I do this anymore? Or sometimes I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, I just want to be with Nola. So I'm just curious, like, because I, I feel like even for me, like now, like I, I'm sitting here talking with you and like hearing what you guys do, that stirs my heart because I'm like, that is insane. Like, I would love to be a part of that. And then I'm going to leave and I'm going to walk home and I'm going to have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. And by 7.15 at night, I'm going to have worked on my days off. I'm doing this podcast stuff. We're doing some other stuff. We're in a life group, um, trying to stay in decent shape, like all this stuff going on. And by 7.30, it hits and I'm just like, man, like what do I have left? And so I'm curious how you function, how you have kind of maneuvered through life, plugging along with 
your well, kids. Everybody's and your... different in how they're, what they can take in and take out. And, um, and so I think there's seasons in life too. Um, and we went through some seasons too, but I thank God for a support system. You know, I had a, my mom, my mom just passed last year, which I miss her deeply because she was such a super, super encouragement support to Rodney. I, especially when the boys were young, mm-hmm. I would not have been able to, to do the ministry. Um, at that point when you're talking about it, I'm still actually Rodney was at a full-time job at ARE and I'm, What's I ARE? Uh, build truck up truck. Can you say it? Truck caps for the back of pickups. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so I'm I'm a young mom, the executive director, yeah. founder, still trying to make all this happen. And and there was a season where I, I was going to go to the board and say, you know what, I just can't do this anymore. I, I can't. I'm, I just I'm like I'm I can't keep up with all the expectations, all the phone calls, all yeah. the stuff. And even when things were even literally at our house or close by, I mean, we had a lot of, you know, and we could even adjust our own schedule, which was a, a blessing. So there were other things that people don't think about, like we can do all that. But I remember going to our, that, a board meeting one night, and I literally kind of broke down and just was like, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. I want to do this. Yeah. But I thought they would be like, okay, well, Jody, why don't you step off, and we'll get somebody else to take over. And they didn't say that to me. They just said, Jody, just do what you can do and let God work that in you. So if you can only do this, just make sure you're communicating that. And in this season, that's okay. That's cool. And so that just really freed me up as a mom, as a wife, as my heart and ministry to do, be able to still follow that, but yet realize there are seasons in our yeah. life. Yeah, because nine years later, they're all in school. Right. And if, I think the danger sometimes is, is that we, we kind of get into this mode of like, this is what we're doing. And then once kids are settled different ways and we could be like, oh, well, I'm kind of into this thing and then all of a sudden but we can think god what is it can i do maybe it is stretching and maybe it is challenging and i'm not i'm not listen we had to go through it there's no easy answers to any of this but it, you got to just come to god and say god this is basically this is your thing yeah. this is my family this is your children what is it that you want me to do with your time and he will give you that direction. And some day, seasons you're gonna you're gonna be, be be available to do that. Then do that. Some seasons you're not. And and um, one thing I do want to say because I mean it sounds like I know you love your kids, and that was one thing that Rodney and I decided from the get go. We were never gonna sacrifice our kids mm-hmm. on the altar of ministry. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean we weren't stretched and we didn't have moments where we're like pulling our hair out. And the reason we said that is because we didn't want our kids to grow up resenting ministry that's, and resenting God because he took our parents away all the time. Yeah, I hear you. Like and the so pastor's was, kid yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so we made yeah. sure there was times I had to cancel. Yeah. You know, I, we didn't I didn't have the, the kids club because yeah. I couldn't. Tanya and I had that talk, too, where I just sat down and I said, like, I had, I had great parents. Like, they were around. Um, and I just said, you know what, like, as we move through this, like if I'm going to default to anything, I always want to default to them. 
to the exactly. girls. Exactly. You know I mean? And I'm proud of myself. I feel like we've done that you well. You can never Good. go wrong with doing that because those kids are going to, like, you want, you're making disciples, but you're making disciples yeah. out of your kids. Yeah. Well, and then and then it sounds like your kids have been involved too. Exactly. Which is so now really we have cool. all our kids, literally, they're on all, they're on, on staff with us yeah. now. Yeah. Micah was preaching and, before he could talk. So. And, and, <laughs> and so there are seasons, but. I think just encouraging, saying, if we can just continue a heart of surrender, and not that we did that perfectly, and there are many tears at times, many prayers, how do we balance this? I, there's no easy answers, but when we can go to God and say, I surrender, then all of a sudden, it seemed for us in that particular situation, God would come through the back door, and he would open up a way, show us something that we weren't seeing before, um, and and then our, our responsibility as parents and leaders is that we just have to be responsive to God. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And that sometimes, yeah, sometimes we did have to do things together as a family. Um, and sometimes we, we did it. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are moments, you know, that I did have to, to leave my child with somebody yeah. and that was, those were hard moments, but I always tried to make sure that, that, that balance of keeping Christ first not that I've done that perfectly. My family, Rodney, and then the kids, and then God, give me the ministry yeah. that you want me to do. And not that we've done that perfectly, but we've. Credit mm-hmm. kids are not resentful towards ministry. Yeah, which and is I, a win. And, and right. not only that, I mean, most of our biggest struggle with the boys was they wanted to lead in second grade. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, more <laughs> of. Uh, they, That'd be Nola. That'd yeah, be Nola. They, they they wanted each each of them went through a phase of like, well, I know what we're doing here, and you right. know, and 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 they did, but you know, they're still mature, obviously, yeah. and second grade. You but. know, we think young kids. Is a, and I hope I'm not coming. I I don't even want to sound like I'm coming across like, you know, you should do it like this way at all. Oh, no. Every that's not, family in every situation every, is different. It, it is because listen, we have three boys, and every all single one different. of them are different. And honestly. When my kids were younger, but now I'm going through a season of life that I am really struggling, balancing um, my an elderly parent, um, balancing my brother is um, very ill. He's in hospice. Um, he's very with a rare disease. Um, we've had a lot of death in our family. Balancing all that, those yeah. life hard stuff with ministry, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 struggling. I am. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. But I, I, I just told a, a little boy, literally this two weeks ago, and he's from a very broken home, is that crying, he's just sobbing, and he's just like, God doesn't care about me. God doesn't love me. It's not real. And I, I, I just, as, as he calmed down, I began to say, Alice, listen, I get it. Life is not easy. In fact, it is very painful. And, but one thing I have learned as I'm telling this child, I would rather walk with Jesus through my pain with him than walk it without him. And so that's where we're at. Yeah. We all are in those moments that, God, just show me what you want from me because we want to be your servants and we don't want to miss what it is that you have for us, not as individuals, but as families. Yeah. And our kids, yeah, they, they're growing up to 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 do the things that you put into them. Yeah. And so, yeah. All right, let me ask you guys this, and we'll get out of here soon. Um, sorry. We, no, kinda, no, we get a little excited. You probably could talk to us all no, day. I, I could. Um, <laughs> we could, too. <laughs> do, uh, are, what are your guys's, what is Urban Vision's biggest needs going 
forward in the next couple years? Oh, well, I think that a couple of things. First thing that comes to my mind when people say biggest needs is volunteers, um, committed, regular, weekly volunteers. And I'm not going to answer like, well, what, what kind of volunteer? What do you want to do? Because God already has the gifts in them. Just come use your gifts. And if it's not mixed into our what we do, I'll tell you where to go because I know yeah. other places. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, just to come and, and to give of time is always, always helpful. Um, so if someone wanted to do that, that was listening to this, would they just get on your website and reach out yeah, to you guys to do yeah, that? Yeah, volu- there's a volunteer as- application online set up for you to contact Miss Regina. She handles our volunteers, and she'll meet with you, talk to you, and give you a tour. And Do you guys do, like, um, like when you're unloading, like, Christmas stuff, like, mm-hmm. do you bring in extra volunteers that are just like, hey, I, yeah, I those, can't do every day at 235, but a couple no. times a year I could bring yes. my family? Yeah, we, the, the stores are definitely the, the entry points to doing things. Um, we've got, uh, we, we use literally probably 300 volunteers at the Christmas store. and we have at the, families that come and yeah. help price. When you did know? you guys move into the Urban Vision Center that you're in? Uh, 2007 is when we actually took over the building. Yeah. My sister's out there looking in the window. So, uh, Okay, I was okay. just curious. Uh, I think I might have been there now that I think about it. We did something when I was, we were like trying out a small group, and we were doing something with Urban Vision. I'm just trying to picture it. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's a random take. No, we've had um, many small groups. So it's possible. Um, okay, so so like, for instance, me. Like, I could, if I was like, hey, I want to bring my six-year-old mm-hmm. and come down, we could help unload could we be a you part can, of the Christmas can, thing? The, like, can you do that, or is for that the, like for the with children that are under high school age? You can help with the setup for the store. Okay. Um, now, high school age and above are allowed to help out with the actual day of the store. Okay. So, um, as you can imagine, we have quite a few young kids already running around the building yeah, at that point. Yeah, so it's 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 hard to to manage because because you as a parent, your kid will get lost in it all. Yeah. You'll be doing that instead of. <laughs> volunteering it too, is because okay. yeah they like, want to see like the toys Walmart. themselves yeah, too yeah, yeah that's true so yeah now that i'm doing the math yeah. I'm like that might be a disaster yeah she's like dad i want this i want this yeah. like, you're missing the point yeah exactly. so but it is a great opportunity to help yeah, set up things um the other thing that's kind of new we changed from doing an annual banquet dinner in fact one of our most successful ones we did here uh, a few years ago which we're thankful for but um, now as, as a get-to-know Urban Vision, we're, we're starting a whole new thing, which uh, this past year was our first time called the Taste of Urban Vision I saw event. It. So you guys had hundreds of different foods from all the, the melting pot of people, yeah. right? Well, it's from our staff. Oh, it's from your staff. Okay. So our staff is made up of Ecuadorian, Congolese, um, Nepali, Karen, um, African-American, Caucasian. Um, I'm probably missing somebody. I think there's at least one Mexican. more. Mexican. So... Um, so you guys cook up a bunch so of food. So they all we came together and we all make their recipes and stuff and and uh, we had 600 people come wow, last where year. Was it at your guys? It was at our center. facility. So it's we have each room fun. has set up with the difference. So you get to know them. The pe- our staff it members serve like their, their own food. Their what culture. Was, room. What was the date for that? It's it's the first Saturday after Easter every year now is what okay. we're kind of doing because we don't have we when Acropolis schools are down we don't have our programming. So the week of Easter is no school so, so we have a, a week to, to prepare, prepare. gotcha so that saturday is april 18th um it's a great thing it's a family event so like your family that you've described to me i saw many families like that that came out and so they would come out and they get food they see the karen dance team do their their cultural dances our ballet team performs 
Um, we have drama a drama team. team also at our after school collectives <laughs> that we did the Wizard of Oz last but year. You're not like you're not in a place. You can move from do whatever you you're want. Free to go wherever. It's not like you have to stay in gotcha. one particular place. Yep. It's you just kind of move freely yep. through your. Yeah, center yeah. yeah. Most I mean, people came for like an hour. Yeah, I had one gentleman who came into my class who had a two-year-old and he stayed and listened for a little bit and then two-year-old wanted to go get some food and so, they left so do so people pay to get in and then is it yeah. like uh, uh you Tickets? yeah it's a ticket system so basically it's a you pay to get in um usually we have a last year we haven't decided what we're doing this year but it was five dollars to get in if you pre-bought your ticket and ten dollars at the door and then when you get there you get your first tasting ticket when you when you come with your, with your packet but when you and then you can buy for two dollars a tasting gotcha. ticket. That makes sense. Is whatever you you know you can go around. We had ribs and Dairy and Queen. Dairy too Queen. Our I'd probably just sit there with the ribs yeah. and the Dairy Queen. I don't know if you like if you like. If I'm you a pick like, eater. My wife's gonna be. Like, had, he would you, never go you, to this. You eat like me, so <laughs> I, I'm with you. So we had Momo <laughs> okay. from. The, yeah, my from wife the would be having the entire life. I'd be sitting there with the ribs and the Dairy Queen. Oh, I would do that. So we had a lot of different. Yeah. Um, lots of different food. They had the spring rolls, the spring French rolls, spring rolls. Yes, and, and uh, fl- oh flauta, flauta, flauta. How do you say that? Flautas. Flautas. That's yeah. Hispanic food, yes. and oh. yeah, yeah, there was that was very popular. And then we had we had Iranian food as well. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah, and Turkish from cool. our pastor. Yeah. Yes. So that's cool. What yeah. a neat little. It's, so it's a great all that right there. We never. I mean, our events. We we always had about four hundred people. We had six hundred people. We had. Little old African American ladies, red hat ladies from Canton that came, and they're on Facebook, and they're like saying how great it was. That's and cool. we had people from we had people from our community come, so it was a real melting pot of who came too. We had people who I hadn't heard from in ten years. We had young families, and that was really our goal was to make it so that young families could come. We had people from the community and, come, yeah, right. And so, so it was definitely a it was very, fun, but a it lot was of very work. non-threatening. <laughs> and that was place. your first one, yeah. Yes. And people thought we've been doing it for years. Oh, and they wanted to do it next month. Bigger and bigger. You guys better be ready. We're, I'm preparing for a thousand yeah, this year, and actually, saying. we'll have limited. It will be limited tickets. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah. we, we, we. We can only make so much. We need to pray. Food. <laughs> <laughs> that, so. it, I'm not gonna lie; it was a lot of work. Oh, I mean, sure. our young adults and and their they would get their moms involved in the cooking process, and we were literally up like late into the night. The last 48 hours things. were right. Yeah. We were we visited every community, you know, international community store, local, <laughs> several times because we were stuff. trying. Oh, to we get need our a few stuff. more of this, a few more of that. And they're like, I'm sure in the community stores, are like, why are all these Caucasian people yeah. coming into? But our we learned store? a lot this year too yeah but like i said the people who came they they had no idea the issues that we were experiencing or the work we put into it but i i, I know now that you know after doing it once we can make it a yeah. lot easier this next year i'm i'm believing so <laughs> rodney's is always an optimist yes, you know if you have no, if you have no hope you have like nothing that. that's right right but that's true we, <laughs> we have jesus so we can hope that's awesome well yeah. guys i I appreciate your time so much. This is I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, I think it's people are going to love uh, listening and kind of learning about what's going on. And hopefully we get some volunteers out of this, too, that will want to be a part of what uh, what you guys are doing and what Lord is yeah. doing in your... Well, thanks. Yeah. And we do yeah, tours right. all the time, too. So, like, if people want to come out and just see you and talk to me, I mean, I'll give them a tour of the building. Um, that's a great opportunity. And if you have anybody out there, another way that you could get involved, I just thought of is because we just changed to a summer... Um, after school program is extended to the summer to, okay. to battle summer learning loss. And we visited businesses. So there's even if like, if you have a business that like our high school kids could come out and see, um, cause we're trying to introduce them to different businesses so that they know why they want to learn. 
Um, so those were different ways. And like we even had an engineering company that came out and did an engineering day at our place with all 150 kids. That's cool. Um, I kind of want to just come walk your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, know? you can do that too. It is a lot There's of fun. There's lots I mean, of new restaurants and stuff going on around the neighborhood from the different cultures. And of course, right. you're like me, so it's maybe that maybe your wife would eat it. I'll be all right. <laughs> and the we, Dairy Queen's still down the street. You know, we okay. do need to paint that. I mean, obviously we painted this beautiful picture of, of diversity, which it is, mm-hmm. but we can't forget that there is still, there's, we live in a, in a very much, there's poverty, mm-hmm. there's crime. We've had, and mm-hmm. on many of, I wouldn't say many, but I know some, of our um, participants have been exposed to that crime mm-hmm. and serious, and it's it's heartbreaking. Um, that's realities, um, but um, we're hoping that with Christ in us, the hope of glory, and in our community, and in those who are living there and loving there, that it, that transcends out into the community. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is. No doubt. And so, we're so thankful to be able to share our story. Um, with um, the grace body of believers because Amen. really it's his story and he's connected our hearts together and we're so grateful. That's awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank Have you. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too.